Okay, good morning, everybody. Today we are going to be learning Git and Daf Ayin. We are holding on Daf Samach Tesam Beis. We are at Litzimra Bra. Last word in the line, last two words in line are Litzimra Bra. Five lines from the end of the page. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and his wife and children. Ali Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. Also, Bechani and JJ Hornblast and family in memory of JJ's father, the Honorable Jerome Hornblast, Zichron Levracha, Nisham Shevan Aliyah. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So, uh, first of all, I just want to apologize to the Zoomers for yesterday. I assumed everyone jumped off the Zoom because they were just bored with the uh, medicine I got. It turned out they couldn't hear me, but uh, okay. So, I should blame uh, myself, not the Gemaras. So, the, uh, w- but uh, hopefully, we'll be okay today. So, what we're going to discuss today is. First, we're going to continue with more medicine, a little more Talmudic uh, medicine. Then the Gemara is going to shift from discussing uh, medicine to behaviors that lead to uh, good health and behaviors that lead to uh, illness. And then the Gemara is going to get into uh, various lists, three things that will weaken a person, three things that uh, can hurt a person's uh, continued existence, five things that are closer to death than to life, six things that will kill a person immediately, eight things that uh, are good in moderation, Eight things that uh, that that uh, will minimize uh, zera of a person, and then on Amid Beis we can get back to more halachic, regular meseches uh, gitten types of uh, sugyas. We're going to talk about if a guy makes a shliach to give a get, and is then achso kordiakus. He then is seized by this uh, this illness of kordiakus. So we're going to have machlokas whether you can give a get immediately or you have to wait till uh, till he gets better again. The, the gemara is going to explain each shita. The gemara is going to talk. About about a person who's nishchat rov shnayim that uh, he's dying because uh, someone cut his uh, his neck. So everyone agrees that you can give a get because his mind is clear. The gemara is going to say, even though we know for sure that he's going to die. We're going to talk about other situations where we know for sure that a person is going to die. And then the very end of the daf, we're going to talk about how to test a person who is mute to see if he in fact has enough das that we can trust his instruction of shaking his head to give a get to his wife. What kind kinds of questions we need to ask him, what order to ask those questions in, just to make sure that he doesn't have some sort of, uh, that, that it's not a symptom of his illness, that he's always shaking his head, and uh, then we'll, uh, we might accidentally uh, give a get without his real permission or without his real das. So let's begin five lines from the bottom of the page, on daf samachtesim beis, litzimra bra. So litzimra bra, for some sort of external fever, or a fever that comes from external sources, lighti tasa grivi sufli, he should bring three se'in of uh, date seed, and three se'in of, uh, of leaves of a particular type of plant. And he should cook each one separately. And after he cooks them, he should sit between them. And he should put them in two separate bowls. And he should bring a table and he should put the bowls on the table. And he should uh, sit on top of one of those bowls. And then move over to the other bowl. And keep going back and forth between them. Until some steam starts coming out of his body, some heat starts emanating from uh, from his body. And he should uh, wash in mayim chayim the that which is in the bowl. And when he uh, when he drinks that which the mayim chamin that he washed for refuah, he should drink from the water that was in the bowl that had the leaves of that other uh, plant. He shouldn't drink from the water that was in the bowl that had the cooked um, uh, date seeds. Because that will bring a person to 
to to uh, to be unable to have children. It'll be ma'akir the person. So the Gemara in Shabbos Tavkuf Yud tells us that aside from the fact that it's a health issue, it's usher to do such a thing. The, the Gemara says minayim lesirus pa adam shuhu usher. How do I know that you're not allowed to be misaris a person? Because the pasuk says uva artzachem lasasu kamahu. Then not only you're not allowed to be misaris a behema, you're not allowed to be misaris a person. So you're not supposed to do things that will cause a, a person to become a, uh, a sris. Now in our case, you're not doing something purposely to make him a stress. You're just trying to do a refuah. And we still say, be careful, don't do a refuah. That will cause a person to be a stress. L'chorah, this opens up the sugya of Dover Shein and Miskavein. That we have machlokas, Tanoi, machlokas, Rabbi Yudan, Rabbi Shimon, in all of Shas, where the Dover Shein and Miskavein is mutter or asr. Now in Hilcha Shabbos, we pass on like Rabbi Shimon, that a Dover Shein and Miskavein is mutter. But that's very likely because it's a din in Meleches Machshavas, that uh, the, the criteria for violation of uh, Shabbos is that it has to be a more mindful, purposeful type of action. A Meleches Machshavas. So if it's Dover Shein and Miskavein, it lacks in Meleches Machshavas. But it could be in Kala Tarukula, we pass on like Rabbi Yehuda, that even the Dover Shein and Miskavein is Asr. So even though this guy is doing it for the sake of Rafua and it's just a, uh, an effect of the medication, is that it's Mesareisim, it's a Dover Shein and Miskavein, but it's still going to be Asr. You get Shilas like this sometimes, where there are, the, where there are treatments and medications where uh, part of the uh, issue, part of the one of the symptoms, well, not symptoms, one of the side effects is that it's going to be misaris the person. So that's the shaila whether it's going to be mutaras. Obviously, in case of pikuach nefesh, then uh, just about anything goes, unless and this is none of those things. Litzimra gavna for a more internal type of uh, of, of fever. Lighty shiva mishari. He should bring seven handfuls of a certain type of plant that uh, grew in seven rows, when he should cook them in their dirt, and he should eat them. And he should drink from the leaf of a certain type of a plant with, uh, together with beer. Oh, uh, or uh, the uh, the grapevines that are on top of a decal tree that, that run on top of a decal tree with water. For a certain type of shechin called the alephes, which is very moist on the outside, but dry on the inside, it's a certain type of boil that a person has. He should bring seven large stalks of wheat, and he should roast them on a, on, on a brand new uh, grill. And he should wait for the oil to drip out of them, and he should rub that on the boil. Ravsim Barashi prepared this refua for an Ovid Chavim who was suffering from Tzara'as and it actually cured the Ovid Chavim. Now uh, the, the Gemara uses the term Dover Acher very often when it refers to Tzara'as. The Gemara in Pesachim Dafayim Vav says that eating basar with Dogim is Kasha the Dover Acher. And Rashi over there says, what does it mean Kasha the Dover Acher? Tzara'as. That uh, if a person eats meat and fish together, it's going to cause him to have Tzara'as. The Gemara in Shabbos of Kuv Chavtes says that someone who's make his dam and is not Ta'am Klum, uh, he doesn't eat anything and he just goes out to about his regular day after uh, doing bloodletting. So in Pagabah, if he then encounters a pig, it will be kasha for tzara'as. It will lead him to tzara'as. So those are the things that are referred to as davarachir. That sometimes when things are very uh, so terrible, we don't want to mention them. So uh, we refer 
refer to it as Davarachar, we don't refer to it by the name. Like people refer to certain illnesses, Yanamachla, that uh, you don't want to refer to it by its name. So the reason that, that uh, Tzara'as is called Davarachar is a discussion in the Achronim as to what the exact reason is. The Imrebina suggests, because like we just said, it's a Davar Maguna, we'd rather, we'd rather not mention it. Just like a Chazar is a Davar Maguna, we'd rather not mention it. In the Yorach Nehman, he says differently. He says that uh, they wanted to call Tzara'as by the, the, with the same name that they call a Chazir, because the Gemara in Shabbos says that the reason a Chazir is Kashal the Tzara'as is because the Chazirim are Menuga with Tzara'as. So it's like a, an illness that, uh, that you can get from hanging around with Chazirim too much. So we dafka use the illness, the same name that we use for the illness, we use for the Chazir, uh, or vice versa. The same name we use for the Chazir, we're going to use for the illness. The uh, third possibility is suggested by the Ben Yada that the Gemara in the Darim Daf Memal from Beis tells us Rabbi Yochanan holds that uh, that that, that uh, the, the uh, you don't mention the name of certain things because the Mamuna Al Chaliza, the angel, so, so to speak, who's uh, in charge of this Chali, uh, is strengthened by the mention of the name of the Chali. So we'd rather not mention the name of the illness because it's just gonna uh, it's just gonna exacerbate the problem that the illness is going to become stronger in this world. There's another issue over here that he prepared this uh, medication of Shimi Barashi prepared this medication for an Ovid Kochavim. The Gemara Navaldazar Daf Chavavamadalov says that it's also to be Merapi an Ovid Kochavim, just like it's also to be Miyalid an Ovid Kochavim because if you're being Molid Ben La Avodazara, you're not allowed to promote Avodazara in this world. So if a person does Avodazara, and I'll be Merapi the person because they're going to go and do more Avodazara, and Avodazara is a very terrible thing. So uh, the, uh, the Tosos raises a few possible uh, explanations as to why it is that he was allowed to do this. First of all, it could be he said that he was doing this to learn Rafua, so he was practicing on Avodazara so that he could then know the proper uh, Rafua to provide for uh, for someone who's not an Avodazara. Also, it could be that he knew that uh, that, that the Avodazara knew that the Rav Simi Barashi was an expert doctor, and if he doesn't, uh, he doesn't practice the Rafu, it's going to be Eva. So uh, the same reason we're Mechal Shabbos, to, to heal uh, a Nachri, because it's going to be Eva otherwise. Or it could be that uh, he was Merape uh, Stam Akum, and you don't have the reason that you're Megadal Ben Lavo de Zara, like you have by Aledes or a Menika, that it's a Stam uh, non Jew, but it's not someone who's necessarily uh, actively engaged. In uh, in Avodah Zarah. That's why we were talking to Rav Shachter last week, last a uh, week ago today, and uh, I, 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 he, he mentioned that um, you know someone asked him if you're allowed to say thank you when someone lends you money. So he mentioned uh, that uh, that uh, story with Rav Chatzkel, I think that uh, that he said with Rav Schwab and uh, Rav Chatz, uh, and, and the Mir Mashkiach that when he came back to Yeshiva he had lent him money and he wanted to give him money and uh, long story, but he told him that uh, that you're not supposed to say thank you, but it should bother you that you can't say thank you. You should want to say thank you. So I asked Shafter, are there other things in halacha like that? That, uh, meaning normally you assume that you should want to do what is right. But over here, you're supposed to do what is right and want to do that which is not right. Meaning, so do, are there other things in halacha where you're supposed to behave one way, but want to do something else? So uh, he said, there must be a lot of things. He said, uh, probably uh, being mechal Shabbos to save the life of a nachri. That's something that halacha is you're not allowed to do, but you should want to do it. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be comfortable 
uh, not doing it. He said, but, the, but then he said, anyway, we always do it. Meaning there was never a time in Jewish history where the Pesach was, where the standard Pesach was, that you're not Mechal Shabbos Evinach. It's just a question of what the explanation was at different points in time. So it's a question of how we intellectually get there, but the Pesach was always, throughout, throughout history, that we're always Mechal Shabbos to, to save the life of Evinachri. Uh, it's an interesting discussion. Amr Shmuel, Hayman Demachulei Ba'alunchi de Parsai, a person who was, who was hit with a certain uh, uh, um, uh, weapon of parsayim that uh, that will cause him to uh, to die. Michiel Ochai, he's not, he's not going to live. Adachi vahachi nisule bisro shmina gumri v'chamer chai. But in the meantime, give him some fatty meat that's roasted on coals and let let him have undiluted wine. Because at least it will give him a little bit extra time so that he could get his affairs in order before he dies. And that's apparently a, a great value. This is one of the makoros. The Gemara has this all over the place, and it's important for a person to be able to get his affairs in order, that a person should have a will, that a person should let his desires be known in terms of healthcare proxy and things like that. Uh, let people know exactly what, what, you, uh, what you want. If a person swallows a, uh, a wasp, he's not going to live. Give him some, a revius of very strong vinegar. At least maybe he'll live a little bit so that he'll be able to get his affairs in order. If a person ate ox meat in with lefes, vilan, and then he goes to sleep, balavana under uh, outside under the moon, or right in the middle of the month, the fourteenth or fifteenth day of the month during tukufas tamuz, he's going to have a certain illness called achilu. called a person fills his stomach from any type of food, he's also going to be seized with this illness of achilu. Amar Papa afilu mitamri, and Rav Papa says, yeah, any type of food, even even if you fill your stomach entirely with dates. So says Mar Pshita, of course, why would dates be any different than any other food? Because that dates are so wonderful that they satiate a person and they warm a person and they serve as a laxative when a person needs it and they give a person koach and they're not going to cause a person to become an istinist in any way, um, even though they're very sweet. So it has all these wonderful qualities. Say, I would think that no matter how, how, how what quantity of dates you eat, it's all going to be good for you. So come that's why Papa tells me that filling your stomach entirely with any type of food, even the best food, even something like dates, which is the very best food, is still not going to be good for a person. So our Gemara clearly tells us a lot of very, very good things about dates. The Rambam and Hilchus Deus, Parakir Allah writes, Yesh Machal there are some foods that are bad for you. Uh, and he goes on to say, Ofa and on his list of foods that are bad for you, the Rambam lists dates. So the Mayim Chaim, the author by the Prichadash, on the Rambam says, uh, what are you talking about? It's against the Gemara. How could the Rambam argue on the Gemara in terms of the health benefits of dates? So the Malbim in Allah the Trufa writes that the Toelis of dates is, is, is outlined by the Gemara is true, but that's only if you eat it in small quantities. But when you eat a lot of it, it actually could be very damaging. So the Rambam was, it was actually based on the Gemara, because the Gemara says you might have had a Havamina that you could fill your stomach with dates. So Kamash 
Chachma that no, it's not a good thing if you fill your stomach with anything, including dates. Now, it doesn't, the Gemara doesn't indicate that dates are particularly harmful. It says just like any other food that you fill your stomach with, that it's going to be a problem. So I'm not sure where the Ram got that dates are particularly harmful. My Achilu, what is this holy, this illness that we're describing called Achilu? Amr Ablazar, Eishalatzamos, it's a bone fever. My Eishalatzamos, Amr Abay Eishgarmi, again, some type of fever of the bones. My Asu says, how does a person cure himself from such an illness. I was told by my adopted mother, all drinks that a person drinks for refua, there's a certain uh, number of days that you're supposed to take the medication, that you're supposed to have the drink. Tlasav, Shiva, Tresar, sometimes it's three days, sometimes seven days, sometimes 12 days. The high, but the medication that you take for this illness, uh, you keep on taking it until uh, until until you're cured, until you're cured of the uh, of the illness. All other medications you're supposed to drink when you have an empty stomach, the high, but the, uh, the the medication you take for this illness, should only be after you ate and drank and went to the bathroom and you went out and you washed your hands. They bring a fistful of a, of a food that's made from uh, from lentil, flour, and salt, and a fistful of uh, old wine and they mix it together and you eat that and then you wrap yourself in sheets and you uh, go to sleep and no one should wake you up until you get up on your own because uh, we want you to uh, to remain in those sheets till you sweat it all out and when the person wakes up they should take the sheets off of him but if they don't remove those sheets from him when he wakes up it's so the illness is going to come right back okay so now the Gemara trans, uh, transitions from discussing um, uh, medication to general health advice, to proper behavior, to make sure that you live a healthy lo- lifestyle. So I'm like, we see just the general ideas that a person is supposed to live a healthy lifestyle. We're not supposed to do things that are uh, that are unhealthy. Whether uh, whether we follow the exact advice of the Gemara, which uh, may may have been the uh, health advice for the time, but uh, the general idea that a person should be healthy and try to live a healthy life is certainly true. So Amalei Elio Elio said Rabbi Nassim. So Rabbi Nassim, Echol Shlish Ushsei Shlish Vahanach Shlish. That when you eat, you should fill one third of your stomach with achila, one third of your stomach with shtia, and one third of your stomach you leave empty. Because when a person gets angry. Uh, it sort of swells the the food swells in the stomach and uh, therefore it will it will uh, overflow and could be harmful if you had already filled the stomach. So you need to leave some empty space in the stomach. Rabbi Kivegr and the Galina Shas points out that Tosas and Masechas Nida uh, um, uh, um, makes the Ha'ara that the Gemara over there says <coughs> that uh, that the, the, the Gemara Megillah says actually that Hashtia Kedas Eidon is Kedas Shal Torah that Achil is Meruba Mishtia that the Das Shal Torah is that we're supposed to eat more than we drink. So the Tosas points out in Masech's Nida, and Rabbi Kivegar makes the Hara over here to look there, is that uh, that even though it says a Chol Shlish or Stei Shlish, it doesn't mean one third, one third. The point is that between your Achila and Shtia, you should only fill two thirds of your stomach. But in Achinami, the Achila is supposed to be more than the Shtia, because that's uh, Shtia, that, that's Kedas, Kedas Shal Torah, and we learned that from the Mizbeach, that there are uh, there are more Karbanos, more volume of Karbanos of food than the Nesachim that go 
along with the Karbanon. So we see that it's the Kedas Shel Torah. If a person doesn't want to have stomach problems, he should dip his food in dips, uh, both in the summertime and in the wintertime. And uh, if, you have, uh, if, you have, uh, if you're enjoying a good meal, don't fill your stomach entirely with it. Uh, refrain at the end. And a person should not hold himself back when he needs to go to the bathroom. Now, that is not only health advice. Gemara Makosav Tazayinam Beis tells us that is a halacha. The Pasuk says, and we learn from there that uh, you're not supposed to hold yourself back if one needs to go to the bathroom. There is a machlokas Rishonim, whether that's Lotishaktu, Mida Oraisa, or Midrabanan, the Yereim and the other Rishonim, the Smak and Rabinion and Shari Tshuva, assume that it, it's a Daraisa. Gemara quotes a Pasuk. Why, why wouldn't it be Daraisa? However, the Ritva Masechus Mako says that uh, all the Mepharshim say that it's not an Isidaraisa, the Pasuk is only an Asmachta, and that's how we pass in, in uh, La Lach and the Mishabur and Simsadi Beis of Katanalif, that it's only an Isser Midrabanan. The uh, Achronim struggle with why the Gemara has to tell us it's health advice, if anyway you're not allowed to do it because it's Halacha. So uh, is there ever a situation where the health advice would apply but the Halacha would not apply, or, uh, or vice versa? So, uh, so that, that, that's, that would be why you would need uh, both. Amar Mar Ukva, Haiman Dashasi, Tilio A person drank a certain type of bad, of low quality white wine. Achzatu Vitak, he'll have a certain uh, weakness. Amar Chisashitin Mini Chamravu, there's 60 types of wine. Ma'al Yudukulu Sumka Rechasna, that the best of all of them is uh, aromatic red wine. Guria Dukulu Milya Chivara, the worst of all of them is uh, low quality white wine. So you see from the Gemara that uh, white wine is apparently not so good for you. It's a kasha in the Mordechai. The Mordechai in 10th paragraph of Pesachim says that when white wine comes to the table, even though you've had red wine already, you should say bracha vatova metiv, because white wine is good for the, uh, for, for the body. It's just garua mina adam, which is not as good as the uh, red wine. Um, the, uh, the, and, and, and the Marsha writes that, the, that lavan is better for the body. It's just not as, uh, as tasty as red wine, but it's actually healthier for the body. So isn't that against our Gemara where we're saying that the white wine is really uh, terrible? So Tashmitz gives the obvious answer that there are different types of white wine. There's white wine that's low quality, that's bad for a person, and there's white wine that's higher quality, that's better for a person. Someone who sits in, in the Nisan mornings ne- next to a fire, and he puts oil on his body, and then he goes and he sits in the sun, will have a certain type of weakness. If a person bloodlets, and immediately after bloodletting, he has Tashm Shamita, uh, and, and uh, his wife becomes pregnant from that Tashm Shamita, having a bottom vitkin. He'll have children who are weak. Hikizu uh, Shneim, if both husband and wife uh, did Akazasdam, did bloodletting, Vishimshu, and then the, in the immediate aftermath they had Tashramita, having them Badam Bali Rasa, and they're going to have children who are very weak. Amarav Papa, Lo Amaran, Eladilotai Midi. That's only true if you didn't eat something in between. Avotai Midi, but if in between the Hakaza and the Tashmish, she ate 
ate something less than blood, then it's not going to be uh, damaging to the ch- to the children that are born from that union. That if a vitkin, if a person comes uh, off of a long journey, he's traveling and he comes home, and right away he has tashmish shamita, he's going to have weak children from that tashmish shamita. That if a person comes from the Beis HaKisei, he shouldn't have a Tashma Shamita until he waits the amount of time that it would take to walk a Chatsi Mil. Because the shade of the Beis HaKisei accompanies him. If he has Tashma Shamita at that time, he'll have epileptic children. If a person has Tashma Shamita while standing up, he'll have a certain type of, uh, of illness that will cause him to shake. If he has Tashma Shamita sitting down, He'll have a certain type of illness that causes his stomach to swell. If she's on top and he's on the bottom during Tashmish, he'll have Delaria. So my Delaria, what is the uh, the Rafua for Delaria? So I'm Rabbi Shobanevi, Sam Delaria Dardara. The uh, Rafua for this illness called Delaria is Dardara. The Gemara doesn't uh, explain what Delaria is. The my Delaria, you think the Gemara is asking what is the illness, but it's not. It's clearly asking what is the sum of the illness, and we know that because that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara gives an answer of what the sum is. The Gemara doesn't give an answer as to what the actual illness is. Umay dardra, what is dardra? Rabbi Morika dechalchi. It's karkum that grows on a fence that's made out of thorns. So Rav Papa, Rav Papa says that you should chew it and swallow it. Rav Papi alus says that you should chew it and spit it out. It's a person that doesn't have the koach to have tashvash amita. So you should bring three kalim that uh, that each hold three lug um, of kormi dechochi, one of uh, this karkum, this type of plant that grows in uh, in ground that has been uh, fertilized with uh, with sheep uh, uh, excrement. Vinidukinu, and you should crush it up in the shlokinu bechamra vinishti, and you should cook it in wine and drink it. He says that's by taking that medication, it brought me back to my youthful vigor, meaning I was also unable to, to have Tashma Shamita, but by drinking this, it gave me, uh, gave me the Kawach to be able to do so. There are three things that weaken a person's uh, Kawach. First one is that a person is always worried about what the future is going to bring. Is he going to have enough Parnasa? Are people going to attack him? Different things. Derech, or a person who uh, is weakened from traveling. Va'avon, or a person who's always worried about Averos that he had done. So the Gemara brings, how do I know that each of those things cause a person to become weak? Pachad, because the Pasuk in Tilim says, Libis charchar zavani kochi. So sacharchar means that he's, he's, he, has, he has a lot of worry. And zavani kochi means that because of that, he had no koach. Derech, tuchsiv, ina baderech kochi. So the derech causes the koach to go away. Avon, tuchsiv, Pasuk says, kashal ba'avoni kochi. That with my avonos, my koach went away. Shloshadvar matizim kufo shaladam. There are three things that are bad for a person's continued existence. Veiluhein, achal mu'umatz, uh, eating standing up, Vashasamuma drinking standing up, Vishimishmitasamuma and being Mishamishmita standing up. Chamisha, Krobun Misa Yosmanachaim. There are five things that if you do these things, you're closer to death than to life. Veiluhein, 
Achal person who eats and then right away stands up. Shasa person drinks and then right away stands up. So how right away is right away? The Gemara doesn't give a shear of how long you're supposed to wait from the time you finish eating and drinking until you stand up. So the Maral point, the Maril rather in, in Minhagim, the Maril points out that Lo they don't tell you how long to wait. So he says it must be that the shear to wait is however long it takes to say a bracha achrona on the type of food or drink that you just had. So if it's uh, either birchsamaz or bachmein shalosh or barinufashos, and uh, that's why you should say the Gemara says yoshev that when it comes to bracha achrona you should say it sitting down that's a health benefit to say it sitting down because then you know you have built in of course you have to say it uh, properly you have to say if you say, say the word slowly and you say the words carefully so then you know that you have the proper shear of, uh, of time hik is dam va'amad if a person did a kazas dam and then he stood up yashan va'amad or he was sleeping and then he stood up uh, right away so shimish mitasa va'amad or if he was mishamish mitasa and he stood up right away those are the final three things that cause a per- that, that bring a person closer to misa than to chayim so it's standing immediately after eating, drinking, bloodletting, sleeping, or Tashmash Hamita. That a person should uh, stay lying down or sitting down for a little bit uh, a little bit longer. L'chor is against the Ramah. The sleeping one is against the Ramah. The Ramah writes in Simen Aleph, Sif Aleph, Umiyad Shiyar Mishnasa Yakum Bezrizos Lavodos Boris Baruch Viyasala. That a person, Yizkaber uh, Kari, he should uh, jump out of bed. I once had a roommate that was working on that. I don't know, It's it's he, he didn't even sit on his bed. He like went from a lying position and somehow jumped out and like landed on his feet and uh, you scabber kari every single day. So that's again, the Gemara says that's dangerous. So you're not say, it looked dangerous. So, so, so the, the Gemara says that it's dangerous. You're not supposed to do that. So the Mishaburu and the Magan Avram over there say, eh, not literally uh, to jump out of bed. You have to take your time because right when you wake up, you should uh, get your bearings first and then and then get out of bed for uh, for health purposes. Shisha also said Mian Meis. There are six things that if a person does all of these six things at one time, he's going to die right away. Ve'eluhein hababadar a person comes from a tiring journey, and then he gets down, he bloodlets, and he goes to the bathhouse, and he drinks enough wine to get him drunk, and he sleeps on the ground, and he has to He does all those six things. So, and only if he does them in sequence. If you do them in sequence, he'll die. If he does them in then he'll just become weak. So, Aini, is that really true? That only if you do all of them, kasidram, you're going to die. Vahamauras avda le la avda tosminayu. There was a woman named Mauras who did for her ever these three of these things. Umis and the guy died. So ukachoshavi, he must have been a weak guy to begin with. Shmona ruben kashum yutoniyafa. There are eight different things that if you do them in a large quantity, it's not good for you, but a small amount of it is good for you. Ve'eluhein derech traveling, a little travel. You shouldn't be traveling all the time. Derech eretz tashmashamita in moderation. Osher, that a person shouldn't have too much wealth, it will distract him too much. Melacha, uh, work, it's uh, good to work and it's healthy to work, but too much uh, too much work can crush a person. And yayin, uh, wine, vishina, and sleep, vishena, sleep, and chamin, uh, bathing in uh, warm water, vakazastam, and bloodletting. All of those things are ruban kasha miutanyafa. Shmona There are eight things that will cause a person to have less zera. Ve'eluhein, and they are hamelach, uh, 
salt, v'arav, and, uh, and, and, and hunger, v'anetek, and sara'as, v'chiyo, crying, v'shin al-gabikarka, sleeping on the ground, v'gudgonios, and coriander, v'kishos, and hops, shalob uh, when it's uh, not the proper time to eat them, v'akazas adam, l'mata kiflayim, and if you do akazas adam on the lower part of the body, it's doubly bad for, for zara. So, tanak shem shakash, l'mata kiflayim, kach yofu, l'mala kiflayim, but just like bloodletting on the bottom part of the body is doubly bad, uh, bloodletting on the top part of the body is doubly good. So Amrav Papa, Papa says, and what's the, uh, what's the border of the body where it goes from being bad to being good, meaning where's the halfway point of the, bo- of the body? So Lamata means Lamata min abetzim, means uh, under the testicles. And Lamala means Lamala min abetzim, that above that part of the body. V'chishus shalobizmana. We said V'chishus shalobizmana is one of the things that a mimma'etas hazera. So tana kashem just like eating hops is bad for you so to eating it is good for you so what is the zman? the zman is during Chodesh Tammuz the wrong zman is Teves um, and whereas Nisan but in Nisan and Tishrei it's what about the whole rest of the year so we assume that uh, we're not talking about specifically these uh, these months Rashash explains that it doesn't mean Dafka these months it means the Tkufos that begin in these in these months and each Tkufa each season is three months so we've actually just covered the entire year to discuss when it's good when it's bad and when it's neutral so now back to Meseches Gittin so a person said write again for my wife and then he had Kordiakos and in his state of Kordiakos so where he wasn't of sane mind he said don't write again for my wife we don't listen to uh, that which he said last um, Rabbi Shimon Lakish, Rabbi Shimon Lakish comments when uh, he backs out of the get, when he's also Kurdiakos, we don't wait for him to have a refuah. Kosvin Vinosin get Lialter, even if he remains ill, you're right to get right away. Rabbi Yochanan, in No, you have to wait till he gets better, and then you'll write the get. Meaning, you don't have to wait, uh, to, you don't have to um, trust what he said or listen to what he said when he backed out. And he said, don't write it. You can still write it, but you have to wait till he gets better to write it. Might What's the base for Eshlakish? They could write it right away. Because the Mishnah said you could totally ignore what just happened. The fact that he had Kordiakos and he said not to write to get, just ignore it. Just means that when he gets better, you don't have to ask him, by the way, when you were uh, out of your mind, you said that we shouldn't write to get. Was that serious? Did you mean that? You don't have to have that conversation with him. You could ignore that it ever happened, but you still need to wait for him to get better but the only in you can only write the get when he's uh, when 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 he's uh, when he's better the uh, Tulsus points out in Dibra Masal Duktani that Rabbi Yochanan is medayik from the extra words in the Mishnah because if it was true that you could cause him on the altar it should have said why doesn't it just say because it's saying but you still need to wait for him to get better so what's the Nukudah 
Lakus over here. Reish Lakish Reish compares someone who has Kudyakos to a person who's sleeping. So a person makes a Shliach to write a get and then and to give a get, and then he goes to sleep. You could write the get and give the get. You don't have to make sure that he's awake at the time that you're fulfilling the Shlichus. Rabbi Yochum, the Shota. Rabbi Yochum says he has a din like a Shota. And if a person makes a Shliach and then he becomes a Shota, the Shliach is not allowed to give the get until the Mishalech gets better. While he's a Shota, you're not allowed to give to, to give the get. Um, why is it that if the Mishalech is Nishtata, the Shliach is not allowed to be Megarish? Rabbi Yochum points out in Kovit Sa'oros and Sumul Chavtas. Who cares that he's uh, that the Mishalech is Nishtata? The Shlichus is not Nisbatel. How do I know the Shlichus is not Nisbatel? Because when he's Mishtafa, when he becomes better from his Shtus, you don't have to do a new Minoy Shlichus. So the Shlichus is still in place. Shlichus is not Mishpatel. So there's no Chisorn in the Mishaleach. The Iker is the Shliach, and the Mice of the Nesinas again is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with the Mice that's being done by the Shliach. So it's as if the Mishaleach has been Medina Sayam, where you have no Shaychus with the Iker Mice anymore. The Mishaleach has no Shaychus with the Mice. So what's the problem? Why can't you give it? I mean, the Gemara is saying for granted that if the guy became a Shota, you're not allowed to give it. Why not, though? So Rav Lachan explains that uh, the, the Shtus of the Mishaleach is not a Chisaron in the Maisa Gerishin, it's a Chisaron in the Megarish. That a, a, in order to have a Gerishin, you need a Megarish and a Miskarish. And uh, so, so the Megarish cannot be a Shota. It's a Din in the Megarish, that the Megarish has to be a Bardas. Even though in Chanami, the Maisa Gerishin is perfectly fine, but there's a problem with the Megarish. So uh, Rabbi Yochanami, Lidme Liyashin, why doesn't Rabbi Yochan compare him to a sleeping person? So Yashan, Yashan doesn't, you don't need to do anything. He'll wake up eventually. This guy who has Kudyakus, you need to treat him. We discussed what the treatment was for Kudyakus. Why doesn't Reishlakish compare him to Ushota? Shota l'samibiyadon. A shota, you don't have an, an obvious uh, cure. Hi, samibiyadon. This we have a cure for. Bisra sumka gumri. You have uh, the lean uh, red meat that you roast on coals with chamra marka and diluted wine. So since we have the ability to cure him, Reish is more like a sleeping person than it is like a shota, and therefore he's able to uh, to, to give a get. Wait, does Rabbi Yochan really say that you don't write a get unless the Mishaleach uh, is of clear mind? But, uh, and therefore, someone has Kudyakus, you have to wait till he gets better? But then Rabbi Dumer Shmuel tell me that that if someone had one or two simanim in his neck that were shechted, and as he's dying and he's bleeding out, he makes a remiza with his hands to say, kiss for get lishti, write a get for my wife. You're allowed to do that. Vitanya. If we see a person who's uh, dismembered, parts of his body are cut off, or he's hanging on uh, the gallows, and with his last bit of life, he says, quickly, write again for my wife before my neshama leaves me. You're allowed to do that as long as you get it in before he dies. So don't you see that even though people are not of sound mind, that uh, that you're allowed to uh, still write again? No, you cannot compare that. Over there, he has a clear mind. Mind, it's just he's dying. He's physically dying. But over here, he's out of his mind. It's his mind that's not working. So that's a much bigger problem. So does a person really say that a person is being taken out to be killed uh, and he's he started to die? That you're allowed to give a get and it's considered a get mechayim? Didn't Shmuel teach us that if it's shachbo shnaim or rov shnaim uvarach and then the uh, the the harug? 
disappears. We don't see him. Me'idin alav. You're allowed to testify that he died, even though you never you never uh, confirmed time of death. You never saw a dead body. You just saw that he was shachabos shnayim or rov shnayim. But if he's talking to Chayu, but if you say that he's alive enough to tell you to give a get to his wife, I my me'idin alav. How can you testify that he's dead? The last time you saw him, he was alive. So Ami Chayu He's alive, but you know for sure that he's going to die. So you could testify a short while later that he's dead because by then you know for sure that he is dead even though at the very moment that you last saw him he was still alive if that's true that he's going to die and that's why you could be made and his wife is allowed to get remarried so uh, if a person uh, does that to somebody else he should go to a near miklat why then does the Bryce say that if you don't go to a near miklat sounds like we're not so confident the guy's going to die so it says no, it's not that we're not sure he's going to die. He's going to die. We're just not sure that you killed him. It could be that the atmosphere uh, contributed to his death. Or it could be that his own jumping around and moving around uh, contributed to his death. So the person who did it is not necessarily the one who killed him. So what's the nafkamina between these two reasons, whether it's the atmosphere or whether it's his own moving around and uh, jumping that caused his own that was Makari of Misaso. So the difference between them is two nafkaminas. If you shacht him in a totally pristine environment, uh, a marble house where there are no external uh, uh, factors that could have brought about his death, but he was jumping around. Or you shachted him outside, but he, he didn't move. He sat there still. So if the reason of the Torah of Gullus is because Ruach Bilbalto, so you'd be Potter uh, in such a case, because Ruach Bilbalto. But if the reason for the Petur is the Pirchus, so then you're going to be Chayev, because you saw that he was not uh, he was he was not Mefarches. Uh, okay, so uh, tomorrow we'll pick up with the Nishtatek what to do about a person who's unable to speak and how you can test whether he in fact intends to give a get to his wife. Everyone have a wonderful day.